We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome into Candlestick Chronicles, a 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Kyle Madsen. I write about the 49ers over at NinersWire.com, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. Joining me shortly is Chris Biederman. He covers the 49ers for the Sacramento Bee. And Debo Samuel deleted a bunch of 49ers stuff off his Instagram. And now the the world is ending. Let's talk about it. Hey, this is George Kittle, and you're listening to Candlestick Chronicles. Right, emergency pod, full-blown emergency, <laughs> four alarms, uh, panic buttons out, slam them with a sledgehammer. <laughs> Debo Samuel deleted the 49ers off his Instagram page. He deleted like 80 posts, including all the ones of him in a 49ers uniform. He deleted his profile picture, which was him in a 49ers uniform. Now it's just a black screen on his profile picture. This is happening. In early April, while the 49ers and Debo Samuel are presumably in negotiations about a long-term contract extension, this is his first offseason that he is uh, eligible for an extension on his rookie deal. He's entering the final year of his rookie contract. Chris, it's emergency pod time. Yeah, huge emergency. Debo Samuel wind up next? Huge, huge emergency. Um, (laughs) Look, so I have a lot of thoughts on this, right? First of all, I mean, anything that happens before the 49ers report to training camp is more than likely just posturing, right? Like Mm -hmm. deadline spur action. The 49ers have gotten big deals done for George Kittle and Fred Warner right ahead of training camp. They got a deal done with Trent Williams um, at the start of free agency a year ago. Like they get these deals done when there are deadlines that spur action. And so right now, As we record this Thursday, April 7th, there is no looming deadline to get this deal done really four months, right? Like it's the start of training camp when they report at the end of July. Would you like Debo Samuel to be at the offseason program April 19th? Sure. Would do you want him to be an active participant and help develop chemistry with Trey Lance? Absolutely. Is it the end of the world? 
if he's away from the team during the voluntary portion of the offseason program? No, it is not. Is it part of the NFL these days for players to get disgruntled with their contracts and do things like unfollow teams on social media, which is the most passive aggressive stuff you can do. Right. And like if, and when the 49ers and Debo Samuel come to a contract extension agreement, there's not going to be some sort of idea like, Oh man, you know, we thought negotiations we thought we had a real good grasp on negotiations and I'm, I'm John Lynch right now, but then Debo oh, okay. deleted us off his Instagram and we really had to ramp things up, you know, like that just doesn't <laughs> right. So this is Debo Samuel deciding to take control of the narrative and say he is unhappy. Um, one thing, and you know, like we've all made salary demands in our jobs. Right. Or just in general, like we all have these conversations with our bosses, with our friends, with our colleagues about like, Hey, how do you approach, you know, when it's time for a raise or when you need a raise or when you're getting a new job or whatever you go in and you, you ask for a price or you say, I will ask for this much knowing full well in your head, you will take this much, but until there's, a hard deadline, which in Debo Samuel's case, there is none until the end of July. He can say, I want $35 million a year. Let's just say that just using that as an example, I'm not saying that he's doing that, but he could say, I want $35 million a year and I want a hundred million dollars guaranteed, whatever. Knowing full well that he's not going to get that money because it's all a part of the negotiation and he doesn't have to come down off that dollar amount until the rubber meets the road at the end of July when training camp happens. That's how negotiations work. Yes. Like you, like for instance, I, I got a raise one time at one point in my career and I went in asking for a bigger bump than I would have taken. Right. I was, I said, this is what, this right. is what I'm asking for, blah, blah, blah. Knowing full well, they're not going to meet that, but if they come relatively close to it, I'll be happy. Right. Mm-hmm. That very well, I'm not I'm not trying to say that that's what Debo Samuel is doing, but at this point, like there is no urgency unless the 49ers are really like, man, maybe we do want to trade him for draft picks, which right. we don't know that to be the case. And I think that would be making a big leap at this point. But for now, I think this is mostly much ado about nothing and an attempt by Debo Samuel to control the narrative. Yeah, and this is what... It's not it's not major, but it's also not nothing. This is how like he did this on purpose. He wanted fans to see it because he knows that people are going to look and go, oh, my God, all the 49er stuff is gone. This is a huge story now. And getting out in front of it and turning it into what what's happened, which is why we're doing a fake emergency pod about it. <laughs> And I, yeah, like you said, if you make $50,000 at your job and you go in to ask for a raise, you're going to say like, I want $100,000 because in the off chance they go, yeah, sure. Like that. So he goes, I want 35 mil because maybe the Niners go cool. And the Niners are going to go, no, we'll do 18 just in case his agent goes great. And then you meet in the middle, not that concerned about it, but let's head down the path that this continues. 
And let's head down the path where Debo Samuel says, I'm not playing in this uniform again for anything less than $30 million a year. I'm just picking out numbers. I'm making stuff up. I'm not playing for less than 30 mil. I will hold out. I will sit out the season if I have to. I'll pull a Le'Veon Bell. Do the Niners trade him at that point? Yes. Yeah. Man. I mean, look. That's what's here, it? So, okay. Here, let me let me ask you this. Let me ask you this because that's yeah. do they trade him? Yes, is the answer. Um what's what would be your ceiling? Like what what do you what do you think if you're ballparking this? Like what what's the ceiling that you're willing to hit if you're the 49ers? So I the, I think there's important context to this this discussion to 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 point out in regards to the receivers that have signed contracts this offseason, right? Devontae Adams, um, Stephon Diggs, and Tyreek Hill have all signed contracts that pay between, in Diggs's case, $24 million a year, up to Hill's case, which is $30 million a year. I would think Debo Samuel would like to be in that ballpark. Here's the difference between Debo Samuel and those guys. That is the second contract for all three of those guys. Mm-hmm. Right. Those guys that are sorry, that is technically the third contract. It's the second big contract for all three of those guys in their career. Debo Samuel has one year of Pro Bowl level play. He came mm-hmm. into the NFL with Will what Will Muschamp telling the 49ers to be concerned about his weight. The 49ers have dealt with concerns about his weight. He broke his foot in 2020 offseason. I would guess in part because of how much force he puts into the ground which is a factor of his weight, right? So Debo Samuel has, again, and if you listen to this pod, I've said it, like Debo Samuel looked like a Hall of Famer last year. Like that's, I, I, I He was unbelievable. He was, he was one of the best players in the entire NFL full stop, but he did it for one season. And so it's important to point out Devontae Adams before signing his five-year $140 million contract with the Raiders that pays him $28 million a year, in 2017, his second contract after his rookie deal, which Debo Samuel is exiting out of his rookie contract now, Devontae Adams' deal, four years, $58 million in 2017. That's $14.5 million a year. Stephon Diggs, before signing his $96 million deal, he signed a $72 million contract over five years in 2018, $14.4 million a year. Tyree Kill, 2019, he signed for $54 million over three years, $18 million a year. So naturally, the way the NFL goes, the money rises, right? It's like inflation. The cap's going to go up, money rises. These guys have reset the market. And if you're Debo Samuel and you want to maximize your profits, you absolutely say, yeah, I want $28, $30 million a year because look what I just did for you guys. But he doesn't have the track record. And if you look at the 49ers and their issues with giving out big contracts to players, it's been about durability. It's been about paying guys who are hurt and then ultimately don't perform up to their contract. And if you could say one thing that's been a severe detriment to them over these last couple of years, it's that these contracts haven't worked out. So Mm -hmm. they need to be careful with who they pay. Does Debo Samuel deserve a new contract and deserve a big payday with a lot of guaranteed money? Absolutely. Does Debo Samuel deserve $30 million a year? 
I want to see more than if I'm the 49ers, I would want to see more than one season before giving him that kind of commitment. Right. Because we're talking about a guy who's dealt with injuries, who now plays running back, who takes more of a physical pounding than just about any other receiver in the league. Mm -hmm. And it's it's just very risky, in my opinion, to give a big contract out to a guy who's done it for one season. And that's not to say I don't think he should get broken off at some point, but. Keep in mind, the guys who sign these big contracts have had contracts before and their big paydays came after a more modest payday. And Debo Samuel, I'm not saying he should make it. He should sign a deal that's paying him, you know, 14 and a half or 14.4, 18 million. I'd pay Debo like 20, 24 million and say, do it again for a couple of years. And then we can talk about Tyreek Hill money, four years, 120 million, 30 million dollars a year. Right. Like that's Mm -hmm. that's where I'm at. Like, just because you can, like, you can make a similar case to, to, you know, D Ford, right? D Ford has a huge 2018 season is a, one of the best pass rushers in the league goes to the pro bowl between his pressures and strip sacks. He causes more turnovers than any individual player in the NFL. The 49ers sign him to a big deal. D Ford had injury issues going back to college as Debo Samuel does. And it turns out that's not a great contract for the 49ers. And they're currently trying to get out of it. So I'm not, I know I'm sort of ranting here, but like, I just, I I would be hesitant to pay Debo Samuel if in fact he's asking all that money for all that money that I would, you know, I I would want to see more, but I do think he's worth upwards of 22, $24 million a year, something like 60 to 70 million guaranteed. But I could see why he would want more than that, given what these receivers are making this off season. And I wonder too, for the 49ers, if there's, you know, cause if Debo's going, I want 25, uh, but then I need some sprinkled on top because I rushed for eight touchdowns doing the, basically remember Le'Veon Bell did this with the Steelers. He said, I want to be paid like a top running back, but then also I want additional funds because of everything I do as a pass catcher. So I could see that being a point of contention and the 49ers kind of looking at it and going like, hey, we can't, you're not, because over the second half of last year, he was running it seven times a game. That's a lot, that's a lot of carries for, for a wide receiver. And I'm wondering if the Niners are like, well, the plan is to scale back on that. So you might get 25 carries next year versus 59 or 60 or whatever you wound up with. And so we're not going to pay you that running back money because we're taking that load off. I just, there's, there's so many ways this can get weird because he's such a unique player. Like there's no, like you just named all these receivers in this precedent, but it's like, that's not, it's, it's that because he's a wide receiver, but there's this, this added element with what he brings as a runner that I think makes it a little more complicated because I, he wants to probably be compensated for that. And the 49ers, for the reasons you listed, you know, the, the pounding that it, it puts on his body and the endurance questions, you could see where they would be a little bit hesitant to do that. But I'm of the mind, you cannot, you can't, you cannot. Three years after you traded DeForest Buckner, trade Debo Samuel. Two years after, you can't. <laughs> yeah and, that, and that's i i i don't disagree with that point i fully understand it 
how do you do that? That's my, I know, I know the front office isn't worried about like, Hey, how do we sell this? But like, they probably are a little bit. How do you sell that? How do you, how do you sell the, Hey, Debo Samuel who just did everything. And this wasn't uh this wasn't a Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> this is not a Kyle Shanahan joint. The, some of it was, some of it was play design, but that touchdown he scored against the Rams in the Super Bowl or in the NFC championship game. That was Debo. That was just Debo being sick. The the screen against the Bears that he took like 83 yards or whatever, that was just Debo. The touchdown against the against the Cowboys, like you know, credit to the blocking, but at this at some point, like it's just him making a play. And you cannot replace that. The Niners can generate yards and points without him for sure. But if you go from trading to Forrest Buckner, you sold it as well. They have Eric Armstead and they got a first round pick. And look at all these other players they got to keep. It hasn't worked out great. Now you have Trey Lance stepping in. He's going to need all the help he can get. And now you're going to trade Debo Samuel, your best offensive player. And going, well, hey, but we got a first round pick for it. And and now we're Brandon Ayuk gets to step into a bigger role. And we really like Juwan Jennings. I just I try and figure out how to sell that and how I would put forth a Debo Samuel trade to spin as a positive, And I can't. Well, I would point out that the Packers and Chiefs, two teams that fancy themselves Super Bowl contenders, basically every year just traded away their number one receivers. Mm-hmm. Right. And and I think the, the, the counter to paying one guy and look, I, I'm with you, like trading Debo would not be a great look. But just because he was as good as he was last year doesn't mean he gets a blank check. Right. Like nobody we're, carried the offense. Sure. But like the 49ers had the second ranked offense in the NFL in 2019 when Debo Samuel was like a number two receiver and nowhere near mm-hmm. a superstar. So if you're Kyle Shanahan and you look at the landscape of football right now and the fact that elite receivers seem to come available in every draft and it's probably the deepest position in the NFL, you would say, why would I want to wrap up $30 million a year in this guy when I believe I can do something very similar um, with other guys I can draft and I could potentially get multiple of them Mm -hmm. Um, by dealing this guy away. And I'm not saying that to diminish anything Devo Samuel did because I'm with you. Like he was incredible last season, but I think ultimately everybody has a price that you just can't exceed in a hard cap league, right? And the 49ers do have a ton of cap space moving forward, but they also have to pay Nick Bosa. um, And they also just, I mean, they, they have other positions on the roster that they have to worry about too. And like you look at it, I mean, it, say he does want 30 million a year. Say he wants Tyreek Hill money. That's basically what George Kittle and Fred Warner make combined. Right. And those guys got their contracts by having multiple really good seasons um, before getting paid. Right. They didn't just have one good year. Fred Warner was really, really good as a rookie. George Kittle was really, really good as a rookie. He had a record breaking season in his second year and then was really, really good and all pro in 2019. Like these guys did it for multiple seasons. And if you're Debo Samuel, you're basically asking to make what those two guys make combined, assuming he's asking for 28, 30 million. Right. And so I don't think ultimately it really like 
I don't think George Kittle or Fred Warner are going to like look at anybody sideways if Debo Samuel does end up with a contract that makes 30 million a year. But there's an element to constructing a team to like rewarding guys and doing it in a way that sets an example for everybody else. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's not to say they shouldn't reward Debo because that's not what I'm advocating for. I'm advocating for Debo to get a more realistic number than Devontae Adams, Tyree Kill, and Stefan Diggs are getting right now. Or maybe just mm-hmm. right around Stefan Diggs, you know, four years, 96 million, 24 million a year. I would, I would sign Debo to that in a second. But when you start getting up to like that $30 million mark, then you're like, all right, well, if the if the Packers and Chiefs can do it, then then why can't we? And I would say Brandon Ayuk is probably better than any other asset the Chiefs or Packers have at receiver. Oh, dude, he'd be the number one on both teams. <laughs> so if you do lose if you do end up losing Debo Samuel, depending on what you get back, I mean you're trying to get a first and a second at least, or maybe two firsts, right? That's like mm-hmm. ultimately what you're trying to get. If you do trade Debo Samuel, you could just potentially get another couple guys and then just the offense would look different. But I, I don't, I push back on the idea that the 49ers offense couldn't function without Debo Samuel because we've seen them function without Debo Samuel. Oh no, it could definitely function, but it's, it would not only look different, but in Trey Lance's first year as a starter, you were removing their number one offensive weapon. And it's like the ceiling, if Trey Lance is good, the ceiling of the offense with Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk and Elijah Mitchell and George Kittle is astronomical. When you remove a piece as as good and as valuable and as versatile as Debo Samuel, that ceiling comes down quite a bit. It's still really high. But it comes down quite a bit. And now you need some things to go right. You need George Kittle to stay healthy. You need Brandon Ayuk to not wind up in the doghouse that he wasn't in, <laughs> whatever. Like, you need Brandon Ayuk to be awesome. Like, he can't just be okay. He needs to be really freaking good. And then whoever you draft has to be really freaking good. And then it's like, does Juwan Jennings step up? Does Ray Ray McLeod somehow carve out a role on offense? Like, now all of a sudden you have all these question marks at receiver. So I get, I get what you're saying and I don't know exactly what maybe 30 is my, is the, is the ceiling for me, but I just think if there's anybody that you're going to overpay a little bit, or maybe you have to bite the bullet and shell out a few more million for like, it's, it's tough to find a lot of guys like Debo Samuel who would, cause it's not, I mean, <laughs> We joked that going into the draft that there's going to be like four or five guys. It's like, oh, this guy's the next Debo Samuel. And if you're getting a first round pick and you think you can draft one of those guys or you can trade a future sixth for LaVisca Chenault and you think, like, oh, yeah, they can they can be Walmart brand Debo. Then then maybe. But I just step I, on Debo. <laughs> just, <laughs> uh Hey, if they trade for Levis, if that all happens, I'm calling Leviska Chanel stepped on. Stepped on, uh, Debo. No disrespect <laughs> to, to Leviska, but yeah. No, I love Leviska Chanel. I think he's a really good player. He's just on a bad team. It's but just funny to say stepped on. Shout out to our guy, ste- Nick. Stepped on is the funniest way to say like off-brand yeah. something. It's <laughs> it's so funny every time. Um, 
and I'm going to say this because Nick Wagner from ESPN isn't here to defend the take. Uh, Encanto, not just stepped on Coco. Two entirely different movies. An unfair comparison. Anyways, <laughs> and he can't back up his take. Uh, yeah, I just where where wherever the Debo thing lands. Like I said, my my biggest thing is because right now we talk about this all the time. They trade to Forrest Buckner. And now every time a contract comes up, there's this huge outpouring from the fan base of like, well, probably going to let him walk. Like, I don't believe anything this front office says. They let DeForest Buckner walk. Probably going to let everybody else go. If they let Debo, if they trade Debo after at one, the, the offseason after he went for 1,800 all-purpose yards and 14 touchdowns and help drag them to an NFC championship game. Very tough sell. And I get the logic, but logic does not reign in this arena. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What was one of the biggest calling cards for DeForest Buckner during his time with the 49ers aside from his production? He was a dude. He was super durable. A leader. And he was durable. He never missed time. Ever. He missed one game in his first, what, three or four seasons, whatever it was with the Niners. So that's a, that's the difference, right? Like Buckner was available constantly from his rookie year on. Well, you're making it sound like Debo Samuels missed missed 10 games this year. No, I'm just saying he's done it. He's been in the league for three years. He's had one season where he looks like a receiver who's worthy of being paid like one of the highest paid receivers in the league. Well, he All was I'm awesome saying his is, rookie year, too. Yeah, he was fine. He was good. But like fine. I'm he he dealt with it. He had he had two seasons wiped out by injury in college. He already, he's already had one wiped out by injury in the league. All I'm saying is if I'm giving him 
the same amount I'm paying George Kittle and Fred Warner combined, I would like, if I'm the Niners, I would like it to be more than one season of elite play. That's all. And that's fair. And, and I think particularly given the context of the issues they've had with big contracts and guys and paying guys who have injury histories. Um, so, but- so that to me is the biggest difference between Debo and Buckner. And I get what you're saying. It would be a tough sell, but ultimately if they end up with a top 15 pick and then move up for one of the, you know, three or four best receivers in this draft and they get a clear stud, then it's like, all right, you, you kind of get it. Right. Sure. Like, sure. I'm just saying, like, but what does John Lynch say? So they let's they execute the trade. John Lynch is up at the podium. I think hey, they're going to uh, hold on, but, but step back. I do think this is going to get done, and it's going to probably be at a reasonable number, like twenty five million dollars a year in time for training camp. But w- when Debo Samuel no, I, deletes we everything went, off Instagram, that's what sparks this conversation. Anyway, right. we went. We we're in fantasy world right now. Yeah. where this ends poorly between the two sides. <laughs> I think you and I both, if we're betting, bet that an extension gets done. Yeah. Yes? Yes. Okay. Back to fantasy world. What does John Lynch say? Like, how do you, like, yeah, Debo was great for us last year, but pass. <laughs> I mean, if, just... you get, if you get at least two premium picks, you don't really have to say much. Yeah. That's what, so that's when that, when that weird Twitter thing came out that it was like the, the 49ers trade Debo Samuel, they'd want the Deshaun Watson package, which is like three firsts and some other stuff. It's like, yo, bro, 99.8% of the players in the league are available for three firsts and some other stuff. Yes. And like, no team, no team is giving the 49ers three first round picks for Debo. No, I would be stunned if but the 49ers two, got two first round picks for Debo. I think that's what. I almost wonder, like, let's say this does carry over in new fantasy world. Let's say this carries over in July. And he holds out the first couple of days of camp and teams just start calling and being like, hey, what's the deal? Do the Niners have like this number that they'll go to unless they can get like two first for him? Like, let's say they're like, OK, we'll go to 28 a year. They're, let's say they're at 26. Debo's like 28 or I'm out. And they're like, okay, we'll go to 28 unless unless somebody calls and says, we'll give you two first and something else. If Debo were, were on the open market, is he getting like, what's his contract on the open market? If he's a free like, agent. Just, just, he's a, he's a free agent. Yeah. Man. Like if he's getting thirty million dollars a year, it's from like the Jaguars, yeah, the Jets, like a team that is spending on free agents because they're bad. Yeah, bad teams spend on free agents, and more often than not, I bet the Patriots doesn't. Do it. it doesn't work out. You bet who? The Patriots would do it. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. I no, you're right. Like, but I do. I think if he wants 30, I think that contract would be out there. I don't know from who, who knows what he wants, but I think I don't the, the more, yeah, the more, the more important point here is that this is posturing. And unless the 49ers (laughs) are seriously considering trading him, like they should probably trade him before the draft. Right. So you can get a receiver now to replace him rather than absolutely trade him and then go a year without having a replacement 
when you draft in the first round next year or whatever. <laughs> but That's I don't it, think like, we're getting like, to that point. But like, nah. like I said, this is about negotiating and this is Debo doing the thing where you over ask and then try to leverage grab by changing the conversation. And as we've seen, which I look, I'll be honest. I don't participate in 49ers Twitter. Like a lot of other people do, but like Debo <laughs> knows exactly what he's doing and knows exactly how to get fans in a tizzy and knows exactly how to get Grant Cohen to make content about this. Right. Like the, like he's playing the game. Yes. And that's to me all that this I is. I also this made isn't content like, about this, by the way. Yeah. And th- this isn't like, <laughs> I don't We're think Debo Samuel is requesting it. a trade. I think he's just doing this because he knows he can control the conversation. Right. Okay. And that's a good, that's a good place to bring us back to reality. Okay. We're out of fantasy world where this goes sour. Back to reality. That's the thing. He changed some shit on his social media. If that had been like, let's say his Instagram stayed what it is, but Adam Schefter instead tweets, Debo Samuel has informed the 49ers he wants a trade. That's way different. That's but real. Dude, yeah. That's that's Kyler real. Murray. Remember when Kyler Murray changed all the stuff on his Instagram and then yes. put out that hilarious statement? Yes. The, Kyler Murray is going to be quarterbacking for the Cardinals this year. <laughs> like, it, so, as dude, hey, if Debo puts out a statement like that, who's his who's his agent? Do we know? Is he need CAA? To go, need to go look. I feel like he's CAA, but I need to I need to look. Okay, but if Debo's agent puts out a letter like the one Kyler Murray put out, Excel Sports, of course. If Excel Sports puts out an Excel sheet that's a statement like that. We're doing an emergency pod and clowning it <laughs> with like misspellings and oddly capitalized words. Yes. What All is caps, it up with actually. powerful people? Like, oh, I think CAA. Hold on. Here we go. Okay. So he's with CAA. Excel looks like an offshoot of CAA that handles marketing deals. Mm. Anyway. Okay. Um, there's CAA guy. CAA wouldn't do that. I don't think. <laughs> Who, knows? Who knows? I think they're above that. I was gonna. But say yeah, if that's like, if that's if if he scrubbed his Instagram, fine. We live in the dumbest times. It's just just the dumbest. I don't know if it's the dumbest. It's the dumbest. The fact that we're talking Bro, about this shit because I can, he. I, I mean, nah, we're not. I'm speaking for me. You don't have to agree with me. This is the dumbest shit. I can tell my phone to start playing music and a little AI bot in there starts playing music. No, people are getting emotionally hijacked because Debo Samuel changes Instagram page. Sure. That's what I mean. This is like, this is like when you had a MySpace top six or whatever, and you like top eight, top eight. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) You took somebody out of your top eight. Right. And then like everybody like made a big hubbaloo about it. Sure. And then they made it so you could make it like a top 100. I remember right. That. So nobody I feels was left out. Yeah. Right. I remember being on MySpace when their capacity was so limited that you would only have like 10 photos. And then the movie 300 came out. And so they allowed you to have 300 photos as part of a promotion. I remember they would have I spent websites. a lot of time on the internet. They would have websites where you could customize your MySpace page by like it would Coding. create an HTML code. Yeah. It wouldn't even be like 
anyway, you would customize your page with the code rather than just like a, a device to to actually just change it without having to input code. I would so make a bulletin about this if Debo removed the 49ers from his top eight. There are Man. like 13 people listening to this that are like, hell yeah, this is good content. <laughs> <laughs> no, Moving but, on. Yeah, I mean, they, they know, players know how to rile up fans because we're talking about it. You know, Grant's going to make videos about it. Guy and John are going to talk about it. Your radio shows are going to talk about it, right? Like We're opening with it tomorrow. Yeah. So like Debo fully blogged about it. what this is. Yeah. We, We're plotting about it. Again, <laughs> he's just playing the game. And unless there is something substantial here, aside from him changing his Instagram account or whatever, I'm not really going to have it change my opinion all that much and my opinion remains that they're going to get a deal done before the start of training camp and everything will be fine i agree with you because right now debo's asking more than he's gonna he's asking for more than he's gonna get like we said people do and this is part of a leverage grab and until this leads over to training camp i'm not going to be worried and look who knows maybe he'll show up to the offseason program in a week and a half we'll see i would be flabbergasted if that happened he could show up and not work out i guess but yeah i mean i'd be pretty stunned if he rolls in there yeah we'll see i mean you want to talk precedent like fred warner had no reason to go to the offseason program last year and went to every single one and signed his deal and george kittle did the same thing the year before yeah so i mean that's they also didn't delete all their stuff off instagram beforehand so (laughs) That's ultimately how the 49ers would ideally like their players to handle this. Right. Yeah. Is be like, all right, show up, work hard, good faith, and we'll make you one of the highest guys, highest paid guys of your position. Yeah. And it also, it's kind of crazy that like receiver has jumped at like $10 million a year in value over the last couple of years. Like it's receiver. A lot of good receivers in the league, man. A lot of them, but it's, that's that's why it's surprising to me that these receivers are getting paid like they are because like we only see quarterbacks quarterback money jumping that much yeah i just like i you don't want to be the team in a league with like that's the thing if you're the niners you have the rams who have cooper cup and Allen robinson and robert woods you have the cardinals they, have robert woods. they did <laughs> To where? Breaking news, uh, emergency pod. Yeah, this this happened. Robert Woods trade. I want to say Tennessee. Yeah. What? Hey, Titans. Come on, bro. Dude, I let that. When did that happen? What date did that happen? <laughs> March 19th. M- my wedding day. Okay, cool. No <laughs> wonder I missed it. Um. Okay, so anyways, wow, what do you think about that? Let's talk about that. <laughs> no, okay, but anyways, they have Cooper <laughs> Cup and Allen Robinson. Um, you have the Cardinals who have DeAndre Hopkins and then a gang of other dudes who produce. Um, you have the Seahawks who have DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett for now. Um, if you're the Niners, you don't want to you don't want to be like, oh yeah, we have Brandon Ayuk and Jawan Jennings and a third receiver. No, you don't. And so I like, think teams just don't want to be left holding the bag. Unless you're I, the Packers. 
<laughs> or the Chiefs. The Chiefs have Travis Kelsey and Juju. They're fine. I mean, yeah. And they have the Patrick. Niners, the Niners have George Kittle. It's a great point. So, really so, valid point look, by you. I think they I think it would be a bad outcome if they ended up having to trade Debo Samuel. I think they should absolutely sign him. But I also think if his demands are $28, 30 million dollars a year after one good season, I'm like, all right, let's call other teams and find out who is willing to pay you that much and let's see if we can get a first round pick or two from them. If I have my GM hat on, that's why I'm handling it. But if he wants Stefan Diggs, Diggs four years, 96, I'm, I'm doing it. If he wants Tyreek Hills, four years, 120, I'm saying, yeah, let's hmm. let's revisit this. <laughs> yeah, I think I agree with you, though. Like, if a trade's going to happen, it's going to happen in the next couple of weeks. And I don't foresee that happening because I think they're going to get an extension done. Same. And that's where this all lands. After all that, <laughs> this could have been a three-minute pod. This podcast could have been an email. An email? Like, hey, th- this thing happened. Doesn't really mean a lot. All right, see you guys. <laughs> we went to fantasy land where it, it means everything. Uh, do you have anything anything left to say? No, I mean, other than if you wanted to go look through Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs, and Tyreek Hill's careers, before even they got their second contracts were significantly smaller than the ones they just signed this off season. They had multiple seasons, all of them of being really productive. Right. And more durable than Debo's been. So that's all. That's my only point. I think okay. everybody who listens to this pod knows that I think Debo Samuel's an incredible player when he's playing like he did in 20. Oh, they used to think that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got to pay, <laughs> you got to pay Nick Bosa too. I no, I, I know it, man. So, but ultimately I think there's, there's going to be some happy medium that they yes, come to and it'll be 20, 25 million a year. And then, you know, we'll see. Okay. I don't have anything else to say about Debo Samuel's Instagram. Have, has anybody checked Nick Bosa's Instagram? No, I'm going to look at it right now. We want to break news on the pod. Did Nick, did Nick Bosa delete anything or I guarantee I that's the first thing 95% of people did. <laughs> NB smaller bear. Okay, still photos of him in a 49er uniform. Good news. Okay. Um does he say he plays a, for the Niners? Uh let's see. Yep. Hashtag oh, but Buckeyes first. Hashtag Buckeyes, hashtag Niners, football emoji, Italy flag emoji, wave emoji, sun emoji. American flag emoji. Hang on. Uh, Following search 49ers. (laughs) Breaking news. Nick Bosa still follows the 49ers. I'm taking a screenshot and posting this on Twitter. I'm going to get so much clout for this. I hope you do. Breaking news on the pod. Nick Bosa still follows the 49ers. (laughs) Subscribe, rate, and review. (laughs) Um, All right. But we will, we will ramp. We have plans to ramp up the draft talk um, coming up next week. Yes. Danny Kelly of the Ringer is going to join us for Tuesday's pod that's locked in. Very excited for that and excited to actually dive into draft stuff now. Yes, absolutely. 
I'm putting a pin in all Jimmy Garoppolo talk. You can't make me do it. Is that the first time we mentioned his name in this pod? Yes. It's the longest it's been without mentioning his name. Maybe. Like, 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 I mean, I don't like, even know ever, ever got to be ever. No, because yeah. we've done weird, like, like running backs pods or. Sure. Probably didn't come up. Sure. Yeah. Well, we, we didn't talk about Jimmy. All right. Shout out to us. We did uh, it. Can, can I we say something talk about Jimmy? Subscribe, rate, review. Since since you mentioned Jimmy, I do want to point out one thing because um, I was asked this. I'm not going to respond to this, by the way. Okay. Just I, you I say was, what you got to say. I just have a point to make. Jimmy Garoppolo's money still being on the books, I don't think is going to impact Debo Samuel or Nick Bosa's contracts at all because all that money is going to get mm-hmm. pushed into next year when Jimmy Garoppolo is not on the team. So the fact that he's still here and there's the quote unquote possibility of his $25 million being on the cap this year. Um, I ultimately don't believe that that's impacting negotiations all that much. Right. You said you weren't going to respond. I just affirmative. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's get out of here. Okay. Uh, subscribe. If you have not, we would appreciate the hell out of that. We'll have draft content. And I think we're going to start doing post-draft. I think we're going to start doing some fun uh, uh, 49ers rewatches again. We'll have some old rush content for you. Love it. Let's do it. And it's one of my favorite things to do. So subscribe, rate, review if you have not. We appreciate it. And we'll talk to you next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.